0: Hey, guess what i wasn't recording fuck <laughs> i'm glad we all enjoy clapping for fun uh... <laughs> um oh, th- 30 so
1: or 20 or
2: 25 30 30 I love um, this podcast <laughs> Zambulates your torch, Bashir, and tax on that you managed to find some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder year Follow well your animorphs, rereading and eventual rewatching. Needs. Me- I'm Sarah.
0: I'm Blair. Crump, Crump. It's Seda. <laughs> crump, Crump, <bitch. laughs> Crump.
2: Is that is that a thing? I missed this Crump thing. It's biz? literally it's the, the first, first two, two words of this book. Did I somehow miss that? Oh my god. I-
1: <laughs> well, someone's not following my Twitter very closely. <laughs> How
2: did I miss Crump Crump?
0: It's uh, a Chap- it's, it's the sound of a human being being tortured,
1: of of being wailed on, but in a pipe.
0: Yeah. So I I very much I, I nearly posted almost the same screen cap on Twitter of just Chapter One Crump Crump the thudding of hiss against a fist <laughs> against human flesh is not a pleasant sound and I was like fucking anamorphs. <laughs> <gasps> Animals. We
1: like to have fun. We like to have fun here. Uh, so I,
2: I, I know uh, this is. Uh, I know this has probably been discussed before, but um, I'm. I'm tickled by the, how exactly the chi, like, emulate the feeling of flesh on flesh. Like, are they made of hard light? Are, are their holograms hard light? They must be. They have to be, because otherwise someone right. will bump into them in the streets and be like, oh, shit, what the fuck? What the fuck?
1: Right. Before we dive too deeply, deeply into details, though. Yes. Do we all want to discuss the cover
0: of this particular <laughs> piece of literature?
1: Yes,
2: please. Um, I
0: love... A a, a a bird mid transformation i love it the middle point between anything and bird huge fan yes
2: <laughs> this one is really good
1: there's like nothing good here except for the final well the final and the second to last bird because i would say i don't even, know what
2: you're talking about these are all incredible
1: um i would say passable in any sort of artistic sense Um, I don't know. I'm a
2: huge fan of like the little, like the, the fucking polite cat face that Axe is making in the second one as his mouth comes in.
0: (laughs) This is like the exact opposite of like there was.
2: Yeah. There was one of Tobias turning into an Andalite.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so just for context for the, um, the the people who are not looking at the book cover along with us, uh, it is, it is Axe turning into a bird. Yeah. Um,
0: he gets I, horns.
2: He gets he gets he, he gets, gets horns.
0: Branch, branch horns.
2: But more importantly, his tongue sticks out for stages three and four, and it's gone by stage five again.
0: Oh, that's a problem because Andalites don't have one.
2: Oh wait, no no no, never mind. There is still a tiny little bitty bit of bug bird tongue if you zoom in on that fifth one. But mm. the the like middle the the middle stage is just front and center. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, though, I would say even the first positioning of Axe, he's not standing in any sort of way that I would call natural.
0: No, and it's funny because it's it's theoretically, they did that so that, it, that the arm to wing transformation would be, look a little bit more natural, but the wings don't look particularly natural either, like you no. very much caught the bird in the middle of like a flap, so was yes. it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Hold on, hold None on. This I'm, is I'm zooming it. in
2: very close on the first image of Axe, where uh, the second image of Axe, and there is very much the smallest of tongues sticking out of that freshly formed polite cat mouth. Oh dear!
1: You know how you know how they say every morph is different, and like the first thing that you like develop is different than the last time you morph this thing. Yeah, it could very well be true that the first thing that came into existence was a tongue inside of a mouth that did not exist.
0: <laughs> we do get a pretty,
1: just uh, like in the Matrix, like
0: we get a we get a very specific image of a bird to human transformation at a certain point that we are going to unfortunately have to discuss
2: In the, um, yeah, unfortunately.
0: So <laughs> yeah the the bird with with big leg and centaur body is a lot that's kind of it's got almost like a hippogriff centaur thing going on yeah, yeah. um I don't know um, how I feel. Just about not that. enough. Not quite.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I like I don't there's something interesting about him still having all of the like horse legs that he does in yeah. the third one, but as soon as the fourth one comes around, it's he's just basically a longer bird.
0: He's got kind of a bustle, you know, a little bit.
1: Yeah.
2: So but that's it. so you you two said you you two just mentioned that there's a really unfortunate mo- bird morph we're gonna have to talk about at one point. Um, and I didn't know what that was because I'd gotten to a point where I'm sort of skimming the morphs and I shouldn't be because I just I just found the morph you're talking about. I'm assuming.
0: Whew! Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, just before we jump in, fucking ten out of ten for the title being relevant to the plot, and.
1: And the, and the tagline. Yes, and the tagline. The
0: tagline, so the, the title is The Arrival, and the tagline is, Andalites have reached Earth. Will Axe leave the Anamorphs?
1: True. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's what that book is that's about. That's what the
0: book is about. You did it. You did both of them. They they actually provide information.
2: <laughs> there is no way they keep this up next time, right?
0: No, we've had two relevant taglines in a row. Not so much yeah, two relevant yeah, like, the t- titles the- in a row, but the taglines... Wow. The tagline
2: for the tagline for next week is to morph or not to morph. That is the question.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I will. Okay. So Gerald's wildin. Um there we go, buddy. Baby. Um, this. I'm not gonna look up the dates because it would just. I. I, I, it, I. It's my theory, and I'm correct. Uh, this must have been when they had their promotion with Burger King, right? <laughs> When when they did the weird Burger King toys that we discussed I in the previous episodes. Oh
2: my god, I did not connect those dots into just Yeah, absolutely. Spoiler alert,
0: this book does end with them obliterating a McDonald's and saying, I think we should go to Burger King instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, god. I love to think that they sat down with the Burger King execs and they were like, Hey, So it's not like McDonald's is portrayed positively in your books exactly. It is very much like the front used as a front of a terrible organization uh, of like aliens that are trying to take over humanity. But you still do mention McDonald's a lot. So that has to change. We have to. We must kill the clown. (laughs) So
2: this is. Not the first time a Burger King or McDonald's has been explicitly mentioned by name because if you'll remember the uh, the happy meal with extra happy yeah things, that's exactly yeah, what yeah. I
0: mean like the, I think it's it's been a known it's been a known like York pool entrance for a little while
2: also um in one of the David books it was specifically mentioned that Tobias perched on a Burger King sign and we got into an argument about where the fuck he landed
0: right <laughs>
2: because it's said he landed on the second e <laughs>
0: This, I think, is probably... yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Right. And that sounds like a classic something Seda noticed and then decided to fight about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would say this book is perhaps one of the more brazen about brands. Because I I can think of um, four off the top of my head discreet foodstuff brands. um, And quite possibly more than that.
0: I will say the most brazen non-Rachel book because Rachel yes. is constantly name dropping clothing lines.
1: That's so, very true. But that's
0: like par- that like makes sense with her personality. I guess m- mentioning food a lot makes sense with Axe, but I don't think that he would be this casual about it. <laughs>
2: um I also think that this is the most Star Trek references in one book?
0: Uh I don't know if the most, but I mean maybe, but there there have definitely we've discussed them at length but i feel like they've they've been mentioned pretty consistently
2: yeah, yeah. this is not the first uh, this obviously not the first time that, that star trek's been brought up on this but not not by a long shot yeah. marco is too much of, of a fucking dweebus he sure that.
0: is oh dweebus <laughs>
1: <Yep. sighs>
0: um. speaking of dweebuses, this is an axe book of course and it yes. starts off so delightfully axe uh, yep. It starts they've... off
2: in media res they're roachin.
0: yeah they're um they're listening to a person be tortured and that person is revealed to be one of their Chi allies. They sneaked into the offices of the Chronicle, which is a newspaper to like, see if it's a new controller front because they publish articles about the sharing. Um, mm-hmm. And he's basically being tortured for information and Axe just, I, he's, they go into battle morphs and Axe is like, so any Andalite readers who are checking out this story Earth has, like, fucking crazy animals, and they're so strong. And if you're not an Andalite, what's up? I'm an Andalite. I'm so strong. (laughs) (laughs) I could kill a human in one blow. Well, two, probably. A little humility for Max. (laughs) A little
1: humility. A little bit. He's
2: learning. He's learning.
1: (laughs) I think think it's so much fun when Axe has to describe what's happening. Yes. for the specific reason that he's already just like because with the other kids it's like I'm just like you except I'm not in some very dark ways mm-hmm. um Where Max just like, like, hello <laughs> I'm alien
2: hey, hey, this hey. would
0: have been my life anyway that's okay <laughs>
2: We all know we already know that Andalite narration is the best because Andalite narration takes three pages to explain to us how an Andalite rides in a yellow Mustang while drinking. Was it Dr Pepper?
0: Sure was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sure was three was. pages of beautiful narration.
0: Yeah, no, oh, it's it's really delightful. Um, this. So this book for me had is a kind of a mixed bag. Um yes. it it it's gender politics are in, are so aggressively 90s. Yeah. Um but it also has a lot of the stuff that I really like about Animorphs. Uh the chi being around is always great and I like yes. I love this little detail of you know they they get all of the guards who are torturing this chi away and the chi just like sits up. And all of his wounds disappear because he's the hologram. And then Axe is yeah, like, he hey, would- there might still be people around. And he's like, oh, right. It's like, yes. it's like there's lag when there's like a bu- in a game when a bunch of enemies yeah. come you don't actually <laughs> see them attack you. you you're just suddenly like your corpse is thrown across the screen and you make a death sound suddenly yes. you have
2: been punched suddenly you have been punched 65 times in the chest and need to cancel your show yeah
0: just lag it's very very good i
1: didn't for for a while i was a little confused as to why he the chi was constantly referred to as mr king i thought axe was just being exceptionally formal for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, this is Eric's quote-unquote-unquote-unquote unquote, unquote, dad.
0: Oh, I never uh, made that connection. I knew that it was a character oh. that I couldn't remember. Um, yes. Cause, because they were like, our ally, Mr. King. And I wrote hoomst, and then I erased it when they gave more context. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, cheat. Okay, that's fine.
1: That mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. sense.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: Because I thought, Eric? But since when does he call... Since when does... um? Axe, call anyone Mister anything. Yeah, uh, is it is it just profound respect? I don't know. Uh, he does well,
0: fa- um, seem to respect the Chi a lot. He he's pretty yes. like upfront about it in a couple of instances in this book. Um, even once to one of their faces, which I is is great. Um, yes, and also my uh, somebody who lives in my house is currently practicing for a show. So if you hear any weird music in the background, that is why. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> there's little to be done about it, and I'm enjoying it. That is it. okay. <laughs> um, so, of course, it was a trap. Visser 3 was like, ah, if we start publishing articles about the sharing, they'll come investigate. Then we can capture them. Um, and my first thought, I thought that this was, I guess I just forgot about the front cover already, um, because there, there's a moment where Marco goes, what, you're a Vulcan? And he's like, Vulcans are... Fake and also not even a good fake. Um, there's so much more variance inside alien species than there are in like slight ear differentials or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when we get a, a bunch of Andalites suddenly jumping into the scene, I thought, oh shit, they're gonna immediately pay off, and viscer Three is gonna be like, you're all the same Andalite. uh no, you're you're not you're not it. I don't know why I thought that would be <laughs> the plot. Like they're like, he's like, wait a minute, you're all the same fucking person. How, I, kind of understand,
1: I kind of understand that impulse because it feels like I was kind of waiting for, like, a sort of, like, emotional boot to drop. With a bunch of other Andalites just showing up, yeah. it seems like they come in, and Axe is just like, Here "Oh wow, I'm gonna fight with them." Um, well,
2: to be fair, to be fair, I mean, they discuss it. They discuss it in depth later. That like Axe is definitely like the last time Axe like immediately fell in line with Andalites was when it went like extremely bad.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I, it's just like. There's, there's not even surprise surprise at seeing Andalites. Yeah, was,
2: yeah, no, that's. that's I was fair. like, there's an emotional
1: fair. beat missing here.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Axe, Axe, she's like, and there's suddenly there's Andalites, and Axe is not like, wait, what the fuck? And he's just like,
0: yay! Yeah, just starts fighting beside a pretty ghoul. <laughs>
2: <girl>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Axe get horny.
0: There's um, a moment where just before the Andalites come in, um, I love this so much. Uh, Axe is surrounded on all sides and instead of thinking that he's scared or instead of expressing that he's scared or anything uh, what he says is my heart ached for my parents they'd lost one son on this distant planet and would soon lose a second like he doesn't think about himself he just thinks about how much it will hurt other people to lose him Yeah, I feel like the exploration of Axe being a Uh, attracted to a woman is so so gay (laughs) it is perhaps yes it's almost like i had a moment where i was like this is on purpose right Uh, no but like uh like acts basically they're they're discussing you know they're discussing oh these andalites all appeared remember last time we hung out with other andalites it fucking sucked And Axe is like, no, no, uh uh-uh. I I know that she's a true warrior because I I know her heart because as soon as we fought together, I felt a connection. Um, And Cassie's like, I think you have a crush. And I'm like, I think that Axe feels a connection to another warrior. (laughs) Like, I think he was right. (laughs) I also
1: am just looking at things I highlighted in these, like, chapters. And I do want to mention that Axe does describe uh, one of the... the the Andalites that showed up as heavily muscled, mm-hmm. which I just want to know what the fuck that's supposed to mean when concerning an Andalite.
0: I've just given up. We get we get more mentions of their weak arms this week, and, do. And, but and yet and yet the cover remains the same. So yeah. also
2: also in this one, it is trying to convince us of alien heterosexuality.
0: Axe literally
2: calls Tobias his soulmate. Like yeah. this is the first time this is the first time we've heard Shorm defined as such. We've heard Shorm defined as like Oh, I don't know uh, if that's true. Is that is that not true? I could have sworn like the first, we there, we've gotten two definitions about it in the past and he like listed both of them.
1: It's like no, I think I think I think we've got at least something to that level of intensity before. Um
0: I do like that he just offhandedly like I, I really liked how he talked about this because he defines Tobias as their relationship before they knew that they were related first yeah. and then offhand is like oh yeah and he's my nephew whatever which I really like because it's important to me that the re- the like the the revelation that they are blood related is not more important than the fact that they were family before that Right, yes,
2: absolutely 100%. So that's really lovely,
0: though
1: his wording is hilarious. It's very Dak Rambo voice, my sister's kid. Yes, I do think. <laughs> um, I-, I-, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something to the effect of, um, yes, he was. the 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 child born of my brother etc yeah even when they say niece later in this book so i'm like you have an andalite word for this concept oh my god that's so (laughs)
0: true i didn't even connect that that's so fucking funny yeah oh my god i also we get like i can just the gender politics of this book are crazy um yes but there's a moment where like jake's uh marco says something so jake like throws something at him and Marco dodges um, and they like horse around and Axe is like they do this because they are best friends and this is how tip- this is how male friendships work I understand gender <laughs> it is insane to me that
1: Andalites have a concept of gender like, I what?
0: to what end to, like not only do they
2: have a concept of gender they have a concept of like sexism the exact same way that like human sexism works
1: Except it seems more... Well,
2: specifically North American sexism. Yeah, it's, it's...
1: It's it's strangely... It feels almost the way that Axe talks about this, uh, like, female Andalite, as if he's never seen a female Andalite in his fucking life. Right! Yeah.
2: Like, he... he, he like, in the fir- For example, the first book with Asario Rip, um, he talks extensively about the... Like, it, actually, this is the first time he's ever encountered a female Andalite. You're right. Like, we've, we've heard textual evidence of, to the contrary...
1: Are they just like, like insanely gendered, gender segregated? It,
0: like
2: I can't, I cannot imagine because otherwise, well, like, it ash- seems
0: like it's they are, but it's one of those like feeding into itself things where I think that they're not purposefully like the point isn't to segregate them by gender, the point is to segregate them by class, but mm-hmm. because women can't be soldiers. They are not part of that class, which is essentially the highest class of Andalite. It seems.
1: The nuance. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's sorry not like, to
2: reference Rick and Morty, but it's just like the Zorpians thing. You can't say
1: my... these words on our Animorphs podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll take my leave from this podcast immediately. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> i've turned in um, my resignation two weeks notice by which i mean i am gone this is this is a two week podcast so bye
0: oh um, well we will you need you to finish the episode it is in your contract
2: oh, <laughs> Fuck! i thought rick and morty got me i thought there was a writer that rick and morty references got me
1: out of it no they just give you a firm scolding yeah um it's interesting i'm thinking about how alien he talks about this display of human gender is that that an insane thing for me to say no it's
0: totally true
1: yeah like he he, the way he like is observing it's like oh this is normal for human men to partake in um how strange to have this sort of weird violence-based form of intimacy which Um, is the
0: entire andalite thing he does it later
1: (laughs) i know like literally um, I would say uh, the Andalites are probably perhaps the most
0: intricate rituals for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, um, it, it's, it's so... The entire thing is so strange. And it's like, we see the different... Li- it's... It's understandable because Axe grew up in the culture, but it's hard to read him after he's been fighting along like Cassie and Rachel for so long to still see him have slight opinions of like can women be soldiers like if, can women be warriors can women be strong I wonder if the, and this
1: is full extrapolation on my behalf I wonder if he like understands human women as like a, almost a completely different gender than female andalites
0: I think you that's, know what I that's mean very, yeah that's totally the direction that I started to go in at some point because even I mean we see it's 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 subtle kind of but we get we 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 interact with a more sexist andalite um so we contrast like this is the bad sexism versus axis it (laughs) could always be be worse (laughs) yeah uh it's there's there's like a couple of moments where the the uh what is her name it starts with an e Estrid?
1: Estrid. Yeah. Astrid. We, get yeah. A moment,
0: we get a moment where she, you know, does something that isn't exactly up to snuff or up to code, and Axe is like, oh, I wonder if the, she's a girl. She gets away with more. Interesting. And it's like, what? How would you not know? <laughs> That's when I was started being like, how would you not know,
1: Axe? Well, he's yeah. been
2: with, like, I the, the thing about this that really fucks with me is that, like, th- what is the split point? Because Ax is a, Ax is still like Ax is a juvenile, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah.
2: As is, as is Estrid. So what fucks with me is that in the 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 book where they go back, where they like go, where they like get Saria ripped into the jungle, Ax is like, well, I would not know more about Saria ripped. But I was busy being heterosexual and staring at a at a girl in my class that day. Like, at what point is the split?
0: Right, like you go to normal school with everybody for a while, and then you never talk to a girl again the warrior academy is
1: gendered. it's just like
0: yeah. that, it's
2: just like it's usually like that thing in fifth grade where like all the boys have to go watch a video about penises and all the girls had to go watch a video about vaginas and right. then like and but they like they, But they, like they forever re- and war <laughs> yeah yes. they never they never reconvene the classes
0: uh-huh. oh god um, yeah it's
2: just like the bell rings at two p.m. and it's like, all right, time to go watch a video and yeah. never speak to your, never speak to your other gendered compatriots ever again. Say goodbye.
0: It's yeah, it's and a lot of it is very nineties. I mean, I guess I'll just talk like there's a moment where he's like, well, well, actually, I don't know if I should spoil this yet. There's 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 a use of oh, I have brothers, <laughs> which is a trope that always drives me insane <laughs> insane when like a female character is good at something it's such the trope and just be like oh well i have brothers <laughs>
1: I have male influences in my life, which yeah. is why I'm not like other girls.
0: Yeah, it, yeah it's just it's a lot, but luckily we still have we still have our good boys. Tobias shows up. He found twenty bucks, so he wants to go get cinnamon buns and tacos. Imagine a hawk just picking up twenty dollars and flying away with it. Imagine if you just saw a hawk flying with twenty dollars.
1: Imagine if it was your twenty dollars and slash or you saw it too and you were like, oh fuck yeah, twenty dollars. Whoever just takes it. I think it might change Uh, my life. Uh.
2: He does mention, he does explicitly mention Taco Bell. So I'm just very much imagining that vine of like, yo, what day is it? And then Tobias is just there like with the, with, with a taco in his, in one claw, just being like, hey, you know, your boy got that free taco too. And then like slips on a skateboard or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just bird beefs it. Yes,
0: absolutely. Uh, This is, this is when we get a specific morph that I was mentioning. Um, yeah. Because uh, Tobias morphs from bird to human, and we get Axe very calmly describing how Tobias's uh, bird legs uh, change into human leg bones, and mm-hmm. then flesh, and I quote, pours down over them. Like is...
2: liquid and molded thighs. Yeah.
0: It is
1: maybe the most insane morphing we've ever seen described.
0: <laughs> I think it's I, definitely up there. Yeah. Yes. It, um, it's so horrifying to picture, like, a person standing there with, like, feather patterns on their skin and just exposed bone from the waist down. I know. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm going as for Halloween. Oh, please do. <laughs> God, I wish I could be an Andalite for Halloween. That'd be amazing.
1: All right, I need to grow a horse back.
0: Yeah. Or... Uh, like that headline that's going around that's like, millennials aren't growing horns from cell phones. <laughs> that I really, every time I see it, have a moment where I'm like, Oh, well, that's too bad. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they we figure out that the Andalites are in town because... They just hear a girl having a goddamn meltdown in the food court about jelly beans.
2: Jelly beans. Beans. Um, and, like, they fucking swoop in and save her. And Axe has one of my favorite lines in the book where Axe is just like, That's right. This is Axe Malai. You are having a reaction to mouth, mouth pleasures. pleasures.
0: <laughs> I love to think about, like, the Andalites <laughs> making handbooks for all of their morphs. You know, oh, like, yes. the, most, the most common morphs. And, uh... Imagine a bunch of Andalites very seriously going through training where they have to acquire a human and then face a gauntlet of, like, a buffet. Oh, my God. Where they're like, we need to train you how to not get overtaken by your food love. (laughs) Yes. Um, Mouth pleasures. Mouth pleasures. All right,
2: all right, all right. Here's a quick question. So Axe's thing is is Cinnabon's. Mm Yes. Um, Estridge's thing is jelly beans. Mm -hmm. If you were an Andalite who morphed a human, what would your, like, food obsession be?
1: Hmm. I mean... I think it's... I mean, it's already cup ramen, is the unfortunate thing about me as a person. I'm kind of leaning there. I'm like...
0: Or, like, a a burrito. uh, Yeah. yeah. Or, like, A&W Beyond Meat Burger. uh, Because... It would oh. probably be
2: tortilla chips for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, or salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck me up. Um, when I'm hungover, I will order five Beyond Meat burgers and three hash browns and just eat them over the course of the day. And it's amazing and is the only reason I've survived this long.
2: <laughs> Gotta say, Beyond Meat, Beyond Meat burgers. Be- <laughs> okay, I messed up that sentence. Like, I messed up that name like four times. I called it Beyond Meat and Beyond Meat burgers. Um. <laughs> Beyond Meat Burgers I've tried a bite It's pretty good shit
0: They're really good
1: They're really good Yeah Um I haven't had them From a yet though I've had them At an Alamo Draft House Which is probably The bougiest place You can get a Beyond Meat Burger I think That's awesome <laughs> It was extremely Fucking good though Yeah <laughs> Well worth the um Probably $17 Or something like that I spent on it That
0: sounds a bit right <laughs> Yeah We actually We have them at my work So I eat them a lot Uh it's nice. A lot of the people, most of the people I work with are vegan, but we really range in scale from me to like the type of vegan who actually like eats plants for every meal. Right. Which I admire very much, but couldn't be me. Right. <laughs> I eat plants quite more, like a more than your average person probably, but. Nope. Uh when they're running away to instead of saying hall ass says hall buns, which is very cute.
1: Yes. I I like to imagine that they cost a lot more than they let on.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: They have to, right? Right.
0: Um It's I want Axe to say fuck. <laughs> I want Axe to say fuck. He he does go off here a little bit. He's um he's talking about how he lives in constant fear that uh a hunter will shoot him because he resembles a earth deer and then he mentions oh so shooting deer is a sport that uh humans do because i guess they don't know that deer are harmless herbivores i don't know and it's like get him <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts pondering he's like why does seeing a hot girl make me feel lonely it's because you're gay. <laughs> it's
1: because of the homosexualism. Yeah. It's
2: in, it's in your blood.
0: Yeah. And this is they when, you know, they they meet up, they're they're getting their two little ragtag groups together and Estrid says, "Hey, I I wasn't supposed to morph a human, so can you like be cool and not tell anyone?" And Ax is like this is when Ax is. It says, "Well, women really be like getting away with anything, huh?" <laughs> but yeah, I'll keep your secret.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like I, I like the second that the other Andalite said like, "Hey, affirmative action for women is real
0: and bad." Literally, like, yeah, there's like. <laughs> I a, forgot that Ax said that. He genuinely, the other Andalite at some point is like, "Wow, forced diversity," and it's like, "Fuck, <laughs> stop it." <laughs> but like andalite
2: GamerGate, thanks
0: basically yeah I mean that's andalites do you think uh, andalites
2: do you think
1: there's any gamer andalites
0: um I genuinely don't I
1: don't think so no I don't yeah, I don't think no, that they've not.
0: invented video games <laughs> at least not for
1: recreational purposes
0: I bet that there's somebody who's a little bit too into like flight simulators but right <laughs>
2: Sadie, you said that, and I'm really enamored by the idea of, like, Andalites being, like, so far flung in the future with their technology, and then, like, one day they're just like, hey, I made Tetris.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make or, like, books. I will, I will bring this up every episode if I have to. Remember, they didn't make books until after computers, because that's just how their society works. Stupid.
1: Yeah. It's stupid.
2: <laughs> I love, the, well, the implication, the implication was that, that they stumbled across the idea of books after computers is that books replaced computers for them. Like, I feel like they, they, their books just do way more than our computers can. I don't know what, I don't know how. And that was a throwaway line and it still fucks with me to this day. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. But Andalite's N- being so stupid is why I'm so glad that Axe just like ha- respectfully disobeys them and is like, well, I'm going to listen to Jake because he's my prince. And they're like, what? The fuck? Yeah, they get but we're so Andalites. fucking mad. Um, and yeah. romance is alive, uh, and real. <laughs> yes, um, it is the best. So,
1: so they take Jake, Jake, and the uh, uh, axe have a sort of um, diplomatic meeting with the other Andalites. Yeah, and it is um, the most tense situation fucking ever. Uh, <laughs> to, so they're they're just kind of fighting about things. Jake is
0: so good in this, by the way. He is the best. I love seeing him be really, like, cool and confident and competent, especially in a book where we get him just, like, throwing things in a friendly way at Marco and then later see him, like, hiding behind a a bale of hay in the barn because his brother was picking on him. It's just delightful. He's such a goober, but in these moments he's like, yes.
1: (laughs) The world's best uh, intergalactic diplomat. Yeah. Um, essentially they learned that, uh, there's a plan, there's a lot of A names in this, so I hope it doesn't matter too much. Um, there's, there's a plan to assassinate Visser Three because one of the Andalites there was, is the host's brother?
0: Yeah, we basically have Arbat, who is, a, an older man, uh, he was an intelligence agent and then retired to become a professor, um, then right. we have Aloth, who's a like, sort of, like, young, strapping warrior assassin. We have, I think, Garbon is a pilot. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, just real dipshit. And we have Estrid, who's uh, the girl. <laughs> Estrid yes. is the girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, I really wish that they didn't have Ar- Arbat and Aloth. That was really hard.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I kept being so fucked I'm up no by idiot. that. i idiot. On top of Aerith
1: being, like, a role.
0: Yes. I, uh, they, the, basically, Axe is like, Axe and Jake are about to leave, and so Arbat is like, well, we're gonna fucking shoot you now then, because you're not listening to us. And then the kids appear as snakes, and, yeah. and, uh, Gone Rod, or whatever is, uh, he, he doesn't seem very well liked, and he keeps trying to power play really unsuccessfully. Uh, I loved minus the stupid gender stuff. I really, really liked the dynamics that these four had with each other, or honestly, specifically the dynamic that the the boys have with each other, because Estrid really is sort of having her own separate thing. Yeah. Um, Because it, they have the specific, like both distaste and respect for each other that you get with a group of people who are working together because they all have, You know, hashtag a very specific set of skills. Yes. Um, And so they know that the others are competent, but also they know very well the incompetencies that they have, and they hate them for it. Uh huh. (laughs) Because they've been traveling and working together for a long enough time that they have grown to truly resent each other. Yes. (laughs) Which Uh,
1: I do. It's it's really tremendous. Uh, especially how they constantly shit talk each other to Ax, who's like, "This yeah. is weird." <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, also, uh, they describe Arbat um, as when when they're talking about how he's like older and obviously has done quite a lot. One of the th- one of the things that Ax says is much of his blue fur was tanned. Excuse me.
2: I, I, I missed so, that line. Uh,
1: so. So, hair on humans and other mammals is dead skin cell follicles, basically, so they can't be changed unless we, like, bleach them or modify them in other ways. Yeah. Um, but is that not, not
0: true?
1: Maybe not andalites. Maybe active skin cell.
0: This is certainly the first time I've heard the concept of tanning applied to an andalite.
1: Yeah, well, um, Axe a bit of an indoor kid, to be quite honest. That's
0: very true. <laughs> I guess this is also, oh. though, the first time we've met an older Andalite, like, like True. this this old. It's I, We've met a couple of adults, but I don't think we've met anybody who's as seasoned. And this guy is specifically singled out as having, like, literally the highest clearance in the military. Like, he's not on the War Council because he runs the War Council from behind the scenes, basically. Right. Like, that's how important this guy is. Right. And, yeah, it turns out he's Aloran's brother, um who was, was the, the, the person, the, the Andalite that, that Visser Three took over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we, we can <laughs> I'm just going to have to keep bringing these up because it's constant. She's like, I'm, Estrid is like, I'm competent. I can do just as much as anybody. So she starts to physically fight Axe. And, and Jake is like, uh, 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 guys. And Axe is like, don't worry. This is normal. We got this. And so they fight, and then Axe beats her, and he's like, "Normally I'd gloat, but she's a girl, so it seems like unseemly." And it's like, okay. just okay. <laughs> I saw that. I I think
1: I highlighted all of the weird gender politics stuff in this, and I was like going through. I was scrolling through, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." He he did definitely fucking say that for um whatever. I just like I don't know. Just gloat, dude. Just gloat. It's I just.
0: I also, I find it hard to accept this as a concept in Andalite society, just because for, when I say that they're a meritocracy, I don't mean that in like, oh, look at them go. Yeah, they actually judge people by what they do. I mean that like, to a certain point, a lot of their their social ranking is based on some sort of competency. It just tends to be, fighting or strategy or something like that right or science um and i know it's how it works here but it just seems with their society so based on that that i don't it's, it just seems so stupid that they, they decide to add sexism on top of that
1: i know it i know just... that's
0: how it works on earth but it didn't have to be it, didn't it just have to be the case it just seems
2: Science fiction is a mirror that we hold up to ourselves.
1: But so I'm reading Left Hand of Darkness right now, and I'm like, you can have oppressive social structures without having gender is yeah, the problem here.
0: Totally.
1: <laughs> which is not the point of left of left hand of darkness, but it is certainly a point of left hand yeah. <laughs> of darkness.
0: And um, I, I this is what I mean by this this book being such a mixed bag, because already I've done what I didn't want to do, which is undercut um the Awesome emotional beat of Arbat being Lauren's brother.
1: Yes. Like yes. that is
0: really cool. That is really is. cool that they brought that character in and having that revealed. I was like, oh, I literally were like, holy shit. I like teared up a little bit in the laundromat. Um, right. But I, I, can't... I, I can't discuss it without discussing the weird shit that surrounds it about being, about, like, being a girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's all, I mean, it's not you undercutting it. It's the book kind of under- undercutting it itself, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it's very, it's very 90s in its, like, in, in how it is trying to empower and also play straight, the sexes. Right, right. Like, it's, like, Axe not bragging because he beat a girl isn't, isn't really shown as a bad thing. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's nice not to brag if you beat a girl. Like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, Um, it's very. But Jake does roll his
1: eyes at him. Yes. Which which is is important. Thank you, Jake. (laughs) Uh, Jake be like, all women are queens. (laughs) Axe.
0: And I I think that I want to spoil the ending here before we discuss this scene because we're about to see a scene where all of where they where the animorphs break up basically right yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, um, we're the,
2: you you used to be about the music yes yeah.
0: I'm very glad that this turned out to be a ruse not only because yes. I thought the reveal was so good but because yeah. I I wasn't in love with how they were how cassie was acting like a, a lot of it seemed yeah. a little strange um right but especially then...
2: especially off the back of last uh, especially at the back of last book where cassie's like not that it uh, granted it was not a motivator that was cashed in on in any way shape or form but like cassie's prime motivation in the last book was revenge
0: oh absolutely and, like, yeah i that's... remember that
2: like when i read that that flagged i was like wasn't cassie like all about revenge
0: Okay. yeah so and, and i mean i understand that they needed her to be the impetus she's really the only one who could have kicked off the whole thing um yeah. but yeah she's basically like no this is stupid they want to assassinate viscer three uh for revenge and it's it, not for any like tactical reasons so that's immoral um i love rachel getting in a line where she's like revenge is just another word for justice ah so good <laughs>
2: By the mm-hmm. way, I also I also like to issue a correction so that we don't get any uh p- so that we don't get thousands of emails. I said last book, I meant two books ago.
0: So. Yeah, totally. That's that's what. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Um, yeah. Thousands uh, of I, emails. I <laughs> can't even stay on top of them. Um, <laughs> I I even have a note in here saying that I was on. I was shocked to be on Marco's side when he was fighting with Cassie because she's basically like no. Um, Acts. it doesn't matter that an andalite would rather die than be a controller as long as a Lauren is alive in there somewhere there's hope and and it's cowardly to to die instead of fighting for freedom wow it must be so nice to be able to just die instead of contributing to the war <laughs> and marco's like what the fuck is wrong with you we don't have time with for this what is all your moralizing this dude sucks and needs to die holy shit cassie <laughs> and i was like I understand understand what Margot's saying. What's happening?
2: (laughs) That can't can't have been... So was that when you knew it was a ruse? (laughs) No,
0: I... No, I know, I know. But it it did... It shocked me enough to write it down. Um, But I still love the emotional core of this scene, which is real. Like, even if this fight is ultimately fake for... Because we get Axe, like, showing the barrel of the gun because he, like, notices a weird bird... And it's like, that, that bird's being weird. And Cassie's like, I don't think so. And then they kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, I love this. I think that they, they played that really well because I was like, ooh, one of the birds is going to be a uh, andelite. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and then one of the birds was an andelite, but that isn't revealed till, till way later. But you totally forget about it. You brush it aside because he's like, hey, Estrid, if you're going to follow me, understand that a bunny rabbit wouldn't have followed me. And then she's there, and you're like, oh, one of them was there all along, but it wasn't the one I thought. Ah, it's really well done. So, yes, the emotional core of this is the kids being like, we have been holding back the tides for as long as we can. We have gone through so much just waiting for the Andalites to show up. And now they show up, and it's four of them in a fucking beat-up, useless spaceship that doesn't even have guns on it. The Andalites are not coming.
2: Yeah, this they, war they, is
0: over and we lost because we can't win it alone and they're not coming to help us.
2: Yeah, yeah. they specifically mentioned because after the mission on uh, uh, Lyra, they, um, the last time that Axe encountered Andalites, um, that went really badly, but they still managed to get, like, talk to, like, good Andalites and they were like, yeah, we'll send someone, we'll try and send some, some crew your way. Yeah. But then, like, on, on route, they got diverted to another thing and is like, great, fucking Earth takes last place precedence as always. Yeah. And they sent this fucking goon squad. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I do wanna mention the fact that when Marco leaves, he doesn't say, Oh, I'm gonna get some hot chick. I'm gonna do something useful with oh my God, life before I, I die, I'm gonna get some hot chick. He does say, I'm going to acquire a surfer dude, uh, chick magnet.
0: <laughs> yep. He doesn't give campus- he's like He's not like I'm gonna go find hot girls. He's like I'm gonna go find a guy that knows some hot girls, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh,
1: who is assumedly a chick magnet. Yeah. So also attractive for unrelated reasons. Why I'm associating myself with him. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Amazing. All of their exes. And then he says, "Live long and
2: prosper." Yeah. He says, "Live long and prosper," which I love.
0: I mean, he basically he 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 goes off on Rachel. Rachel starts beating the shit out of him. Tobias is like. This is fucking crazy. Everybody's going nuts. I'm out. Bye. Rachel punches through a glass lantern and is like, "You have all been bringing me down. I'm taking as many yurks out as I possibly can. I don't give a shit if it's bad. I'm out. This sucks." And Cassie, Cassie's really got to me. She's basically like, "If the war is unwinnable, like." we can't justify our actions like the the violence that we do and the, the people that we hurt it's only justified because it's for the greater good and if that greater good is ultimately not gonna happen then we it's not worth it we can't justify it so right. we just need to stop yeah. um and then marco's like i'm gonna go hang out with a hot dude <laughs> peace <laughs> live long and prosper let me touch you briefly quote star trek at you and leave it and is then, the most Mac uh, McDonald
1: thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> it really is. It's blatant. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, oh, but the next moment is so. Is I think it might be one of my favorites in this entire scene. So it's just uh, Jake and Axe alone, um, and uh, Axe is basically like, "Yeah, my like loyalty to you is like not going out just because everyone else is throwing in the towel. Like I'll stay with you." And Jake is like. No, you better not actually. <laughs> mhm. Um, and I uh, Go home Jake, if
0: you can, he says.
1: Right. Jake like holds his hand and like gives it a little squeeze. Yeah. And acts as basically like my shitty little Andalite hand can't squeeze back as hard, but I tried to return
0: the gesture. I know. <laughs> it's so
1: good. <laughs> Which was it was just like this is touching every base for me. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I am being satisfied on all levels. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, it's very good. Um, and, yeah, they they go. Oh, and it just keeps coming because then he he's like, Hey, Estrid, I know that you're following me. And she's like, Hey. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, let's go back. I'll go back to the base with you. And he goes, Hey, can you not tell anybody that Jake couldn't control his warriors? Um, I know that we just broke up, but he's still my prince. <laughs> Aww. Basically, uh, and Axe is like, yeah, no problem. And then, or sorry, Estrid is like, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Estrid makes a mistake and Axe asks if she's under-trained or if she's just a girl.
2: <laughs> he is so fucking stupid.
1: Oh. I. I guess, mild spoilies, I'm just so glad that it does. just turned out that she's, like, not trained at all.
0: Yes, same.
1: (laughs) I was like, Um, oh, thank God. (laughs) At least she's confident in something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really like, like, ultimately, I think I really like where her character ends up where it turns mm-hmm. out she's like literally a genius and she yeah. was having and it's it's the sexism in her society is actually called out where she's basically like well nobody took me seriously because i'm uh you know a girl and so they kept making me not study the super obscure science that i want to and that's why i'm super loyal to our crazy dude and this crazy plan that we haven't gotten to yet but uh it like i like that ultimately she she is good at something and really smart. Yes. Yeah, not just good at something, but really good at something. Really good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, but we before we get to that, we have to see them kiss.
1: So they go on a <laughs> they go to the zoo in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Uh, hashtag I go to the zoo.
0: Ax says that Earth has more variety of species than any other known planet. Um, which which i think which yeah it all that seems to always be the case but again why
1: i know it seems just to be like here's our reason for why we don't want to invent all these animals
0: yeah absolutely
1: (laughs) which i respect because i'm not good at world building but also i don't write a (laughs) sci-fi series
0: yeah there's a reason (laughs) that i don't write this yeah um And, oh, my God, I love Axe's, like, fawns moment, basically. He's like, hey, you like to eat candy? Well, check this shit out. Kicks a vending machine so that a bunch of snacks fall out. And then he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Humans are, like, weird about ownership. (laughs) So does private property not exist? Two seconds.
1: I guess.
2: I need a t- I need a quick walk back because there is a throwaway line here from Estrid that made me lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Axe was like, Wow, you're really good at morphing and he calls her something, I don't remember what it was, and she says, Yes, my mother was a a morph dancer.
0: This I think is something that we've heard of before when Axe has been discussing how good Cassie is. Cassie is
2: at morphing? Really? I,
0: I, I feel think like this not is the first time I've heard dancer. morph dancer. I don't think
1: those words have been used specifically, but I did recognize the one he used before, and I think maybe not synonymous, but related, you know, like, if you're good at, if you have this skill, you're going to go into this profession sort of situation, you know?
0: And he says this because she manages to morph with clothes on. <laughs> yes. And then they eat snacks. And then I love the, a very cute image. I wish it had just sort of stopped at this. No, actually, no. You know what? I don't hate the kissing. I think it's, Me it's, neither. It's, it's very natural to be like, guess what else mouths can do? But before they do that, Axe is like, hey, you want to know what's crazy about mouths? <laughs> and she starts, she starts screaming with laughter, and they are just standing in the zoo, covered in chocolate, blowing raspberries at each other. I love aliens. I love and then aliens. Then they
2: kiss, and they're like, "Chocolate is better," but that was nice.
1: Yes. Yeah. It did. It did make me think. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if maybe Axe kissed Jake, or you know, maybe Marco, or you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> or human Tobias.
0: Yeah. Well, that would, that would be weird for several reasons. a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah, I did forget about that. I do continually. For, I do continue to forget about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I understand.
1: Um,
2: Considering that was the one book that I have not read in the series.
1: Yeah. Um, I was um, sick that week. No, I actually. I was like, oh man, they're gonna kiss. But then they kissed, and I was like, well, that was nice. <laughs> it
0: was. It was just. It was nice. It was like, hey, here's a feature of this body. Okay. Now let's go back to eating chocolate. That was even more fun than kissing. Hey, you know what else is more fun than kissing? Flying. That's great. It's like it's such a good like, it's a it's a really great kid sexuality moment. Which yeah. you don't get a lot of in stuff that isn't like focused on that. I think.
1: Right. Totally. Um,
0: and that's that's really lovely. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, we get one of my favorite images. <laughs> In this series, for some reason, basically, as they're flying back, they see Rachel. Uh, they they want to. Ax says that he wants to check up on his old friends because he's loyal. They see Rachel like smashing up restaurants, just continuing her hobby from from last last yep. book. And then uh-huh. they go in. They go to Cassie's house. And Marco is described as just laying on top of several bales of hay, drinking a soda, and reading a magazine. <laughs> and I guess I, maybe it's just because I was thinking of that, like, I, I'm sure I've referenced, I think I've referenced this in the podcast before, that statue of Oscar Wilde, like, reclining on a stone. I just, yes. I, picturing Marco just, like, reclining on a bale of hay, flipping through a magazine, I was just like, you gay bitch, I love yes, you. Yes, King. 100%. <laughs> Okay, King, we stand. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's so good. And we get poor Cassie being like, "Hey guys, Rachel's going crazy. Can you please help me stop her?" And they're like, "Nah." And so she <laughs> gets so That's your mad. disaster wife to deal with. Seriously. She like freaks out on them and kicks them out. Like, I love that Cassie se- very much seems like the type who uh, if she were in trouble and nobody wanted to help her, she'd be like, that's okay. But because nobody wants to help her help Rachel, she's like, fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm being altruistic here. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's a moment where they're flying and Esther is like, I think that hawk is following us. And Axe is like, ah, birds are just birds. <laughs> birds yeah. is birds.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I saw I, – I read that line and, like, I, I, I don't know why. I think it's just because I am – I think it's just because I am dumb as a rock. But, like, my brain – I saw that. My brain was like, huh, that's probably Tobias. But I don't think that means anything, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe I, birds I, is I just birds. It, Like,
2: no, no <laughs> dot from A to B was connected there.
0: I assumed it was Tobias but did not bring the whole plan together. Like, I thought it was going to be that – Axe would be like, hey, Tobias, stop fucking following me around. And Tobias would be like, no, I'm worried about you. Yeah. I, d- I definitely didn't, didn't think that maybe they were in it together. Um, right. And this is basically when Axe realizes that something is amiss because Estrid offhandedly knew too much about an obscure science, which I am going to attempt to pronounce now. Okay. Plint-conorhythmic physics. Anybody have any guesses as to what that could possibly mean? I mean, I didn't even take physics
1: at any point in my academic career. Yeah. So my baseline understanding is, I would say, wobbly at its very best.
0: I. Okay, Gerald, buddy.
1: Um, Oh, funny.
0: (laughs) Ah, That was like a black tape sting. That's exactly what it is.
2: Um, <laughs> Gerald heard about the New Pacific Northwest uh, podcast. He's like, ooh, I need a job. <laughs> I got to start E-N-M-W helping
0: PNW, hire my son. He doesn't pay rent.
1: He's a new audio producer.
0: Engineer,
2: yeah. Oh, my God. He's I my words are falling apart in my mouth in a way that is genuinely concerning me. Like I just—you'll hear this when you'll hear this when editing—but like I just like completely collapsed on a sentence there in a really terrifying way. It's hot. It, it is, is hot. I'm it's very sweaty.
1: Hot. There's so I'm trying to think. This, so this book is very backloaded with plot. Is the unfortunate problem that yeah. I'm t- yeah. sort of like dauntingly staring at oh. right now.
2: And we're it's... an hour into this motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Oh Jesus. Basically at this point, Axe is like, fuck, she's like she knows too much about a weird thing. That's suspicious. And then we find out that they basically are like a suicide squad kind of yes. thrown together. Aloth was in prison before this mission because holy shit, this is so fucking dark. He got caught selling organs off of the battlefield. Yeah. And meanwhile Gonrod, the pilot, was in jail for cowardice. And right. they decide Axe is like, that's okay. <laughs> like, let's still go try to kill this three. I love, there's a detail here. That's so good, which is that they, they burst into this meeting of the sharing and they're like, we're going to fuck up this or three. And after they're revealed, nobody starts shooting at them and they don't understand why. And then Ax realizes, oh, Visser Three is so paranoid and fucked up that he can't even address—he can't address an armed audience, even if it's of his like closest allies, who know who uh-huh. he really is. He's too paranoid to let anybody who sees him speak have a gun.
1: Yeah. Oh and, my god.
0: Uh, yeah, Gonrod. Basically, everything goes pear-shaped. Uh, Arbot shoots Aloth. Um, after he gets mildly injured, it seems like. Yeah. And, uh...
1: uh... After... And then, Gon, yeah, Gonoran flees and then, like, pretends it was on purpose and, like, acts as all, like, you know, one purpose, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They all... So it's all, like, a retreat sort of situation, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Yeah, and... Where... Avenge- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, where back on the ship...
1: Um, Axe finds out that um, Estrid was developing this sort of bioengineered disease for like biological warfare to kill off the Yerks.
0: Yeah, but it also, uh uh-oh, might kill all the humans. (laughs) Whoops!
1: Um,
2: I want to interject at this point because it's a good jumping off point for one of the questions that we got. Um, From Twitter user at DuckYAisha, who wants to know uh again we see biological warfare being employed by the andalites uh it was in the, the last time it was in the hork chronicles but do we know slash do you do you think this was a strategy developed to deal with the Yerk specifically or do, did andalites have experience with biological warfare and bioterrorism before the yerk war they certainly seem to be good at molecular molecular biology but engineering prions isn't as hard as you might think we can we can do it in bacteria and yeast for example
1: um, it definitely think, seems that way.
0: I, I mean, it's to me implied that this obscure science that she references is probably the science of programmable viruses, right?
2: Yeah, that's the. Yeah. that's the thing that I I'm think getting at. For
0: me, it's hard to imagine Andalites pre-Yurks because their entire society is driven on wiping to, them out,
1: basically. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I
0: think, I, I don't even know if you can, like, determine whether something was a thing before they started fighting the Yurks. Because it's, it's almo- it almost isn't, like, <laughs> there almost wasn't a before to, like, the, what we know of them now.
1: It, I, I would be curious to even if they had any interest or inkling of war before the Yurks, you know? Um, though, it, when, when we think about it, it wasn't that many generations ago. When they got in contact with the Yerks. Yeah. Um, So it could very well be that they are are described as a peaceful um, species that had to take up, like, you know, the mantle of war, basically. Yeah. Uh, Which I guess makes sense when we think about it. Uh, Three generations is a very long time for a war to be going on, but it is not a very long time for a culture to fully develop if yeah, you know what I
0: mean. Absolutely. Um,
1: so there is, I mean, there is, there are probably people alive who remember pre-Yerk society,
0: or yeah. Andalites, I
1: guess. Andal- Andalites are people.
0: Yeah, Andalites. Andalites are people. And I guess that they had a certain amount of warfaring technology before the Yerks because that was the whole thing, that they gave the right. Yerks this technology. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I also, because the Andalites are so scientifically based, it wouldn't shock me... If, like, bioterrorism was sort of a natural offshoot of, like, a completely innocent experiment. Right. You know, that they were doing purely intellectually. And then right. that got weaponized, as happens.
1: As it is wont to do.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, and basically this is, we find out Estrid is a complete genius with this stuff. And uh, it's revealed that Arbat wasn't even like a real professor. He basically just played one so that he could find somebody uh, like Estrid, who's that smart. And it's, it's revealed that all of this crew, this Andalite crew, has been listed as dying in this other front of the war that everyone else is at. And Estrid isn't even listed as being there because Arbat is like, I don't want history to judge you. And she's like, for what? And he's like, for your genocide that I'm going to help you commit. Um, and he gets this, he he gets a great little villain line as the reveal. He basically is like, well, we're all going to die, but it's it's going to be worth it. Don't worry. And traps Axe and Estrid in a cage. And he's basically like, I'm going to end this war once and for all because I'm so fucking sick of everybody having to fight all the time. Think of all of the artists and the scientists who have been turned to soldiers in a war that they didn't choose. I'm over it. Humans aren't worth it. Who cares? (laughs) Let's kill all the yurks. Right. And uh, I, I did start tearing up a little bit at the reveal that the animorphs were actually together all along. Yeah, <laughs> friendship is magic. Friendship <laughs> is magic. Marco is here, and Estrid was like, "You lied to your own people," and Ax is like, "Fuck you! These are my people." <laughs> yes. Found okay. Family, found family, family, Spe- found family. He specifically has a line I really love, where he says that his people are anyone who believes in freedom, anyone who resists tyranny, anyone who pursues peace. Uh, yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> And at this point, they basically... Arbat is uh, planning to release this virus that Estrid engineered. And she's like, hey, I might have fixed it. <laughs> it might not kill all the humans. And Axe is like, okay, but it might, right? And I love the moment. I love Marco and Rachel so much. Um, mm-hmm. They're outside of this yerk pool. And Marco says, you know, I keep saying I'm never going to go down there again. And Rachel says... Uh, Do you want to say it again? Might make you feel better. And Marco says, I am never going down there again. And then Jake's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Can we please go down there? And Marco's like, yep. (laughs) Uh, I love them. He also makes a fart joke when Esther is like, what natural weapons do human bodies have? And Marco makes a fart joke. He does. Thanks, Marco. Oh God! I um, Thank you, King.
2: The other night, I watched the uh, the Red Letter Media video about the the Rupert Grint vehicle Thunderpants. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is just a movie about a kid who farts really loud and really badly. Hey,
1: Harry, former Harry Potter actors be doing a lot of fart based movies. Yeah. I would like
2: to. I would like to specify it. This was Rupert Grint like age 14 when he was like it, this is this is like all, like it, before filming started on it, Prisoner of Azkaban i would guess I,
1: I take you Rupert Grint age 14 and i i raise you um a fucking Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe adult, adult human man, man. And, and Swiss army man literally farting his way through the entire movie um it's a sentimental <laughs> uh, reward i guess yeah. uh, but you know <laughs> Is that what Harry Potter does to to the psyche? I think so. Has
2: has, has Emma Emma Watson done a fart movie yet? Um, Emma Watson
0: will never do a fart movie.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately. um... I mean,
0: there was Beauty and the Beast. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Um, Who knows? You know what? (laughs) Who
0: knows what the future will hold? Who knows? Speaking of gross, taxons. We get a lot of descriptions of just slipping about in guts because taxons are around. It's not great. Yes. I hate them so much, but also love them.
1: I love that they're little, like, they're just seconds away from popping, which seems like horrible design. Yeah.
0: At all times.
1: Like, you kick one wrong and it just, like, bursts.
0: And, like, Um, even if it would survive, it won't, because all of its friends are going to eat it now.
1: (laughs) So it it just boggles the mind as to why um, jerks were like, this one looks good. I like how this one looks. Well, because they were vol, they volunteered.
0: That's true. So but I also, guess they were like, eh, okay.
1: If 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 something so fragile and so um, cannibalistic was like, I want to be part of your army. I would be like, <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. We'll be in contact. Um, in the next <laughs> uh, five to ten business days, I will let you know if we yeah. are if our position is still open. Um, but we are looking for other candidates as well, so you never know.
0: I love the way that they find uh, Arbat, which is basically they realize that he must be in human morph, and they're like, how the fuck are we going to find him? And then Axe goes, oh, well, look for a human that's turning their head around too often because humans are just, humans are so weird. They're used to not seeing behind themselves all the time, but we're not. (laughs) And that's how they find him. Yes. Um, And, you know... There's some great. There's there's a bunch of fighting. Uh, but the best parts of it are that Estrid and Axe are sitting there. They're both they're hiding together, and Axe is like, "All right, come on, we gotta go." And I, Estrid is like, I, "Do we? Do we? I think that we might just let this play out, right?" And Axe is like, "You know what? You're beautiful. You're brilliant. I don't like you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> so good. And um." I did also cry again here this one actually this oh this really got me when the human controllers who are locked in cages see that somebody is 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 trying to help them the andalite bandits are here they Uh and 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 the controllers are trying to get to them and the the free for now human controllers form a human shield literally like oh this person is trying to help well we're not going to let them get shot we would rather get shot and I was like, <laughs> <"You> humans! <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, God,
1: this book is really good for a lot of reasons.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, Estrid appears last minute. Arhat's about to, you know, open the vial. She shoots his hand off. And then she's like, well, now what? And Axe says, well, now we die. <laughs> he meant it, which is so funny. <laughs> and they get saved, and Arbot gets eaten by a taxon. And as Estrin's leaving, she's like, hey, so what? Why do you like humans so much? Is it because of the cinnamon buns? And Axe, like, thinks about the human shield and he thinks about his friends. And he's like, yep, it's for the cinnamon buns. And she's <laughs> like, are such you, a sure good you moment. don't want to come home? Because <laughs> is it because is it you still don't like me? And he says, yeah, I still don't like you. And leaves. Yeah. And then Um, Tobias becomes human so that they can all hug, and then Cassie holds his hand, and he cries. Yes. And they go to Burger King, because Burger King is good. And then they go to Burger King. (laughs) Burger King is the good burger. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Burger burger. King's veggie burgers are not vegan, so they are not the good burger. Fuck you, Burger King. Yeah.
1: Get a vegan burger,
0: bitch. (laughs) Everyone's getting one now.
1: Yeah.
2: It's the hot new craze. I just Mm
0: -hmm. want to read the very last paragraph, because it's really beautiful.
2: It's a heartbreaker.
0: Um... They're all, you know, they're all in human morph and they're going to be K. We walked along the dark streets, my friends and I, my more than friends. We laughed, so relieved to simply be alive. We joke. Oh. So relieved to simply be alive. We joked. Cassie held my hand and in the darkness where no one could see, I cried. Baby boy. Baby. Also Cassie. I love her so much.
2: I love these children with all my heart.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: I would die for any of them at any moment, given the opportunity.
1: I know. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. sad. (laughs) Um, do do we
0: have other questions?
2: We do actually. This is an old one from Ducky Aisha, but I forgot to read it back when they back when they sent it in. Uh, Okay. So here it is. Here's a question for the next podcast, so I don't forget. The Mountain Goat Song of quote Super Genesis is obviously biblical, but to me it has such animal vibes. It's like, what if Satan Bible was an offlet? Thoughts?
1: I don't know if I know this one, which makes me feel like the fakest Mountain Goats fan ever.
2: I don't. I definitely know this. One. I definitely do not know this one. I do just really much like the pare- the parenthetical of Satan parentheses Bible.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, as opposed to others, Satan's. Oh, um, this is
0: from the Black Pear Tree EP. Oh, that's why it's not on Spotify. Sorry, John Darnielle. <laughs> Mm.
2: What if Satan was a Nothlet?
1: Um, Satan is Nothlet, I think all demons are, if we're this, talking this about this. This definitely them.
0: does. The first couple of verses definitely have heavy, heavy Tobias vibes. Yeah. Ah. Oof. <laughs> Toby. Yeah. Toby. I mean, he bird, not snake, but you know. He can be snake.
2: He can be snake he at can times. Wait, <laughs> That was the title of one of our episodes once. He. Uh, what was it? Tube, who is also boy. Yeah. <laughs> god we have such good episode titles <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright is that questions
2: uh, that's questions
1: cool um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the wonder yorks uh, book 38 uh, the arrival um, if you want to contact the show you can find us on twitter at the wonder Yerks, or you can write us something long winded at you know, the wonder at gmail.com um, if you would like to support the show and our sister podcast, uh, Fear Baiting, where Sarah has a guest on and talks about a horror movie every week,
2: we did a really um, good episode. We, we had a really good episode this this uh, this week. Uh, friend of the podcast, friend of the show, Val uh, came out to talk Stephen King's The Dark Half.
1: Yes, um, you can uh, shoot us some money at uh, Patreon.com/slash/FearBaiting. Uh, Five dollars and up gets your names read on the show. Uh, so I do have those names available at your disposal.
2: Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and question asker of the week, Ducky Aisha.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Um, if you want to find your beautiful hosts online, you can find me, Blair Kitch, at Blair Kitsch on Twitter or blairkitch.tumblr.com. My branding is very cohesive. <laughs>
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Genya. That's S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I got a complaint on Twitter last week that I spelled my name out too quickly and I tried <laughs> to slow it down just a little bit. You can yes. also find me on uh, 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 Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast, uh, uh, all all hosted graciously on the noisespace.xyz network. Thank you very much to our Lord and Savior, Matt GameCube. Uh, in his name, we po- in his name we cast, Amen.
0: Yes, <laughs> that took a weird um, turn.
2: Eh, I'm not entirely totally sure where that went, where that came from, but it it's true. In his it's name podcast. we cast. Podcast. <laughs> Matt GameCube invented podcasts. Um, uh, is that everything from? I, I like think, think that's
1: everything on. you have to plug. Seda, okay. would you like anything to plug? That's a weird sentence. <laughs>
0: sorry <laughs> well um i'm sata <laughs> hi <and> sata <laughs> i'm on twitter at nudity with an ea instead of a y you can check out my other podcast also podcast fuck off <laughs> i'm i feel like we all got so dumb in the last five minutes um music for Mole Hills also on noise space i make little songs to solve little problems and you can check out my other music at gay vibes donna online <laughs>
1: Oh, we're like seven this podcast is seventy five percent sweat at this
0: second.
2: Oh absolutely. Like I, am I just like
0: I think that after I think that after one hour and fifteen minutes of recording our brains go, nuh-uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> nah uh You've done enough brain so, off. So let's um finish um thumping this melon <laughs> Um, which sounds way more um, provocative. We have, we yeah. have, for
2: the last hour and eighteen minutes, we have been like like an episode of like the Slow Mo Guys. Like a mallet has been slowly going through that melon, and we are about to exit the melon.
0: Yeah,
1: that is the most violent swamp thw- Something.
2: <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. I'm Sarah.
1: <laughs> I, I have been Blair. Crump, crump, I'm Sarah. <laughs> and,
2: and remember. Keep um, your hand on the Escapil device.
1: Sarah, were you recording? Yes, I was. (laughs) Both times. Nice.